Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Thank you for being here today, Sean. It looks like we have some interesting news today from a bunch of companies, and it's kind of a mix of news. Definitely. We have some legal news from Medtronic and Outset Medical, a new executive appointment at Fresenius Medical Care, an FDA clearance for Gating, and a new spine fusion company raised some money. So a lot to, lot to get into. Well, let's not make the listeners wait any longer. What's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing we should know is that the FDA cleared a non-invasive mechanical ventilator from Gating. It's been a while since ventilators were our main source of news as they were during the throes of the pandemic, but it's good to see that there's still more innovation going on there. So what does that non-invasive ventilator do? The company designed the turbine-driven ventilator to offer ICU-quality ventilation, but its non-invasive nature gears it more towards spontaneously breathing patients in need of extra breathing support. So it's got a powerful turbine and a long-lasting battery backup power. It can operate independent of wall gas with suitability for intra-hospital transport, and it's got embedded workflows for high-flow therapy and a carbon dioxide monitoring option. As you mentioned, there is such ongoing efforts to develop these kind of respiratory devices that can provide this critical support to patients in need, especially during challenging times, such as what we experienced during the COVID-19 pandemic. When does the company expect to make this ventilator available to customers? The company says it'll make the product available for U.S. customers beginning in September 2023. And what are executives saying? Elin Frostahav, the president of Acute Care Therapies, said that the company is happy to broaden its ventilator product offering in the U.S. market, and it significantly increases its addressable ventilation market in the U.S. by now being able to target the non-invasive hospital segment. What's the next bit of news that we have for today? Spine fusion company Paintech raised $35 million. Looks like a pretty interesting orthopedic implant could get a big boost from this financing. So what does the company plan to use the funds for? Paintech plans to use the proceeds to expand the commercialization of its link implantable sacroiliac joint stabilization system. Additionally, the company wants to put funds towards R&D efforts to advance care for joint pain and dysfunction in this SI sacroiliac joint population. So you briefly mentioned what that device does, but what does it fully do? So it's a minimally invasive option to treat SI joint dysfunction. It doesn't require any drilling. And the single implant is placed with a large graft window into the SI joint, promoting stabilization and creating an ideal environment for long-term fusion. Interesting. And how many procedures have been performed so far? And what has the success been like for those patients? Well, to date, more than 8,000 link procedures have been performed in the U.S. And the company says it's reported positive outcomes plus an excellent safety profile. And what is this executive news that we have next? Yeah, Fresenius Medical Care has appointed a new chief financial officer, so someone with a significant background in financial operations within MedTech takes over. So who is taking over in that role and who are they replacing? So Martin Fisher is taking over as CFO and he succeeds Helen Giza, who took over as CEO and board chair in December of 2022. She took on the corner office actually after CEO Carla Krywitz decided to leave the company at her own request by mutual agreement due to strategic differences. But Giza has continued to serve as acting CFO over the past seven months until they found a replacement. And what does Helen Giza think about this appointment? Giza said that Fisher has proven he can successfully drive fundamental change in organizations, in the company's organizational transformation and turnaround management, 
Fresenius ought to benefit from his finance and healthcare expertise, according to Giza. She said he'll be an important contributor in the execution of Fresenius' strategy and unlocking value as the leading kidney care company. Obviously, CFOs play a crucial role in driving financial strategies and ensuring regulatory compliance and supporting business growth and sustainability. But what is some of Fisher's career history that kind of supports this appointment? So he comes from Siemens Healthineers. He previously served as the head of finance for that company's diagnostics division, having taken on that position in 2019. Before that, he headed the board office and organizations function for Siemens Healthineers. He also led the business plan and operating model development for the company's initial public offering in March 2018. And before that, he had a number of key international operational and finance positions within Siemens. And what's the next bit of news that we have for today? The FTC critiqued Medtronic's legal reasoning in an ongoing antitrust case. So some very interesting allegations against the medtech giant. So who was suing Medtronic and why? Applied Medical filed a lawsuit in February in the U.S. District Court in Central California, accusing Medtronic of using its size to shut down competition in the U.S. market for advanced bipolar devices used to cut tissue and seal blood vessels. Applied Medical said Medtronic has a dominant share, approximately 78% of the advanced bipolar device market with its Ligasure device and the dominance when it comes to a number of other surgical devices. Company said Medtronic shut out competition by using its dominance to promote bundling agreements with individual hospital systems and healthcare group purchasing organizations like Premier. Medtronic responded with a motion to dismiss this lawsuit. Why does Medtronic think the court should dismiss the lawsuit? Medtronic's legal arguments run against U.S. Supreme Court precedent that anti-competitiveness should not be judged according to a business arrangement's formal terms, but on its practical effects. According to the FTC, Medtronic said the applied medical failed to allege what share of the market is supposedly foreclosed by unlawful conduct, instead only pointing to individual cases where it lost potential business. Therefore, the company says applied medical's lawsuit fails to properly make the case that an antitrust injury took place. Medtronic also claims that Applied failed to make the argument for exclusionary conduct with the bundling agreements. And what is the FTC saying? What was that critique that it gave? So the FTC sought permission from the court to file an amicus brief that would correct some of Medtronic's erroneous assertions and mistaken legal points made in its argument for dismissal. There's a few different points, but the commission raised questions about Medtronic's argument that a group purchasing organization is one channel of distribution and that there are other avenues for a company to sell a medical device saying that exclusive dealing can harm competition by foreclosing effective channels. So clearly the FTC sees this sort of approach from Medtronic in this business channel as probably from more of the light that applied sees it than a Medtronic. Interesting. Now, what's the last bit of news that we have for today? Uh, Outset Medical stock took a hit after it received an FDA warning letter. So investors evidently didn't like the look of things at the company after it disclosed the receipt of an FDA warning at the end of last week. And what observations were listed in the FDA warning letter regarding the company's Tableau system? So Outset previously disclosed an FDA warning in its annual report in February. That came from inspectional observations resulting from an inspection concluded on February 10th. From there, Outset provided a response plan on March 3rd and completed remediation efforts to address those observations. But a new warning dated July 5th had two additional observations. First, the FDA said certain materials it reviewed found on Outset's website promote continuous renal replacement therapy, or CRRT. That modality is outside the current indications for Outset's Tableau hemodialysis system, but Outset said it believes it effectively addressed this concern through labeling and promotional changes that are already underway. The second observation from the FDA asserts that Tableau cart, an accessory that 
outset launched with its Tableau in the third quarter of 2022 has pre-filtration that requires prior 510k clearance for marketing authorization. Sales of that Tableau cart have remained immaterial to Outset's financial results, and the company said it intends to work collaboratively with the FDA to resolve this, with steps potentially including a 510k submission. So there's a lot going on there, and FDA warning letters can obviously have a significant consequence for medical device companies, including potential disruptions to operations. Does the warning letter request any restrictions on manufacturing, production, or shipment for Outset Medical? It does not. Outset said that it does not restrict its manufacturing, production, or shipment, and it also does not request the withdrawal of the system from the U.S. market. So Tableau remains available commercially. Meanwhile, Outset said it intends to fully cooperate with the FDA, including giving a response within 15 business days to resolve the warning letter, but it can't give assurances of the FDA's satisfaction with its actions, and it offers no assurances as to the timing of any such resolutions as well. And what are some of the previous challenges the company faced? I know you touched on some of those at the beginning, but can you give us some more insight? Yeah. So in addition to those previous warnings from the FDA, the company had to put a hold on Tableau shipments due to a pending FDA review to changes made since the platform's initial March 2020 clearance. That shipping hold, although it was eventually resumed, led to a lawsuit from shareholders and a class action lawsuit as well. So that was sort of a sticky time for Outset. They seem to have come out of it with some strong quarterly performances. They were named in Deloitte's fastest growing companies list. So it seemed like things were on the up. Obviously, this warning letter may be another hurdle to overcome, though. That's all the news that we have for today. Thanks for coming on and giving us your insights, John. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website. Check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. And I'm on LinkedIn at the same name. Where can our listeners find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.